Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. All right, everybody, welcome to the Bloodgrounds podcast. Emil and I have been talking about basketball for the last 10 minutes, so we're going to get into some some football chat now. Emil, how are we doing today? Well, man, how are you? I'm doing good. Um, let's talk about Barcelona as much as I don't really want to. Uh, they got the equivalent of like a, and you'll appreciate this reference, like a, like a 6-3 Steelers-Ravens Sunday night football win against Valencia over the weekend. Yep. Uh, just terrible. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I love Barcelona. Uh, I know, you know, getting the points are all that matters, especially as Real Madrid mm-hmm. continually trip over themselves in the league. But some of these league matches have been taxing recently. I don't know if you feel the same way. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously the, you know, the the loss to Almeria, like that one sucked. But I mean, it was just, that was a, the the thing with that performance was like, I had this conversation with someone else was like, the, the Almeria loss, the problem wasn't even that anyone played particularly horribly it was just like it wasn't so much what they did wrong it was just like the absence of doing anything right and um yeah this Valencia match and you know I was watching with some friends here and at around the 35 minute mark we were like Barca looked great they were controlling the game you know I, I don't know if Valencia even had posed anything resembling a threat in the first half hour and we were like god this this sucks. Really wish we were up more than one nil at this point because, okay, we're we're here. It's looking good, but like you're just one flub or one, you know, mental breakdown away from, you know, losing, dropping two points, and the whole thing just the air going out of the whole thing. But yeah, I mean, it really is kind of like we just have to become, I guess, connoisseurs of winning ugly the down this home stretch, I suppose. Yeah, and I mean, I can't. I find it tough to complain too much because they have the best goal differential, obviously, because they've only given up, I think, eight goals in the league so far. It's eight, yeah. Yeah, and they've, you know, they're only one behind Real Madrid for most goals scored in the league. So I can't complain too much. Uh, 
But it doesn't feel like they've scored the most goals in the league not, or no. just about. I feel like every like I feel like every win has been one nil. I'm gonna look and if you had to guess, <laughs> um let's see, I'm I'm looking at it now. Okay, so they scored three over Sevilla. Yeah. In the last two months, they've scored over two goals, I think four times in the last or since the start of the year. And one of them was a match against inner city. So I'm not going to count that. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say like that counts. I think there was another, wasn't one of the other. Yeah. Against Ceuta too. Right. Yeah, like five. one of the other Copa del Rey matches. They, I think it was like four or five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They've scored over three and are over two in the league twice this year against Sevilla and Real Madrid. And other than that, like you have to scroll back a little ways to, uh, to find them scoring goals in the league. Um, the thing yeah, is, Real like, Madrid wasn't even in the league. That was the Super Copa, right? Oh, you're right. Uh, the thing is, I used to <laughs> get fresh. There was a quote by Pedri, I think, like late last year, talking about how when they get up one nil, they can't just start settling. Uh, I think it was after yeah. like a one-one draw or something like that. And they've gotten so good at pulling out these one-nil wins. Like I kind of feel like they're just fine settling. Like they feel like they're just gonna end up. Pulling something I feel like it's out. just a bit, you know? <laughs> it really is. And I honestly don't know. I I struggle to even get frustrated because of all the injuries right now, right? Like they're missing their most dynamic winger. They're missing mm-hmm. the guy that, despite his struggles, uh, is most likely to just smash the ball in the back of the anytime it comes close to him in the mm-hmm. box and in old Bob Lewandowski. They're missing Pedri. So th- you know, they're 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 missing guys that are essential to their build-up play. So I don't know. I'm not going to I mean, arguably three of their like four or five like best players are yeah are sidelined right now. I mean, I would just put like Araujo and uh, like Ter Stegen kind of right up there with them. Yeah, and the match this weekend, they're of course going to be without Araujo for uh, one game. Thankfully, he's going to be back for the Classic of the weekend yeah. after. Uh, but I think Pedri's still a doubt for this weekend. Lewandowski's a maybe. I would guess they hold Pedri out, and maybe Bob makes a short appearance, but. Uh, they're going to be a little bit shorthanded on the road this weekend. Uh, what are your thoughts on? I don't really care to give opinions on it because I don't really have one. Uh, Barcelona reportedly going to be charged with continuous corruption uh, over the referee scandal. They're paying the referees thing. Yeah. Uh, do what you, is do you, the? Do you have thoughts on this? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess if you're like blatantly well okay so this all happened in like the the preceding seasons right so i mean i guess theoretically they were saying it's been happening for like two decades or whatever but yeah the investigation is focused on a period between 2016 and 18 where the ref received 1.4 mil uh that's a small sample size because i think apparently the total is around 7 million so but they're they're focusing on this specific you know two to three year window in the mid 2010s. Like nothing good happened in that time. Like just, you know, just at the very least, it's like, you know, you mentioned to me, like, I'm sorry to kind of dredge up, you know, you know, painful. You, you're telling me, you know, you're a Michigan basketball fan. Yeah. Like when they, you know, theoretically scrubbed the, the fab five from the record books, at least like there was awesome stuff that happened then. Yeah. I'm like, I think of 2016 to 2018. I'm like, why did you pay for that? 
I mean, I guess maybe it was like they paid in advance. I don't really know how the payment structure worked, but like, I doubt they paid after, or maybe they were already contractually bound to pay this guy. I, I guess so. I mean, he's just, yeah, like he stopped doing his job, I guess, or whatever. The but reason like, this is going to get coverage is because the report details, and I guess it should get coverage, right? Like, I'm not, I'm not saying bury it. I'm not going to, like, you know, go freaking mm -hmm. Wall Street here. But uh, I guess for people involved, the report says there could be jail time for six months to four years, as well as a fine, which is just never going to happen. There's nobody, nobody's going to go to jail over this. There's going to be settlements at the wazoo. Uh, this is all just kind of, you know, posturing, but uh, this does seem like something that's going to stick around and be annoying, doesn't it? I mean, it, it really does because, I mean, when I first read about it and, you know, we don't know all the ins and outs and, you know, everyone, you know, Barca says that the, those payments were for what was it like consulting fees or whatever, which is apparently a thing. Now, as I as I've read a little bit, apparently there's like a version of this where you know, like you essentially like, you know, they hire like you know former like former cops or former like intelligence people like companies will for like as security consultants or whatever. Apparently, there is some practice of like former referees or whatever will be hired as consultants by clubs to at least just kind of like chime in on the kinds of things that might get calls to go against you and stuff like that. And sort of, you know, like little things like that. So that's my understanding is that it's good business. Claims, so the club, I think my understanding is, and I, I haven't, I haven't delved like super, super deeply into it. That's apparently what they're saying. And now my assumption was, if that is the case, like there would have been more dominoes to fall. I would have found out that like, oh yeah, like Real Madrid does this and Atletico does this and like PSG has been doing it, Bayern does it, blah, blah, blah. And like Barca is kind of like on an island with this, which really just makes me wonder like, like what is this actually for? And the thing is too, it was like, it was money like really badly spent too. It's not even you point to like, oh man, it really taints those titles. No, this was like the decline. <laughs> It feels like it was the height of, uh, well, maybe not the height, but the beginning of the online, oh, the refs are in Real Madrid's bag. Maybe that's just been a thing forever and I've been oblivious to it. But yeah, I mean, here, uh, I mean, yeah, locally it's, um, it's, it's mantra. Yeah. And I mean, you know, Bartomeu was, uh, a, a bit, uh, power crazy during those years. And so I could totally see him getting someone, you know, whispering in his ear about the refs and needed, we need an edge. Let's do this thing. It's technically fine. Like, you know, let's just make it under the table. And that's the start of something that uh, just kind of trickles over into this. Well, I mean, he's the same guy who set up like burner, like social media accounts, like allegedly a consulting firm to, you know, to badmouth messy. And, you know, <laughs> so, I mean, like everything he does, like, it's just, it was sort of like when you see corruption that's both kind of like inept and messy, like, you know, no pun intended, not Lionel Messi, but just sloppy. And like, you're like, you're so bad at this. He's just like, he's like a Keystone cop from beyond the grave. You know, like it's just, it's unreal. I, uh, I do feel slightly bad that Laporta just has to continually clean this stuff up. And I'm not saying yeah. he's without flaws, but it just does seem like stuff just keeps popping up from the 2010s where he's just like, not again. Um, yeah, like it's every. I swear, I feel like every closet they look in, or like every every like every time they move something, some new like just festering mess <laughs> pops up from from the last decade. How much do you want to put in the pot for buying Joao Cancelo this summer? <laughs> I'm thinking I mean, I'm going to pitch in twenty bucks. 
He's uh, yeah, I can do yeah. I'll go like twenty, thirty bucks. Yeah. Sure. I mean, Byron just aren't playing him, so he's gotten himself yes. into a situation where he played the first couple matches. Uh, yeah. Never finished a full ninety and looked great. Like I was kind of terrified watching him play for them, uh, but they've kind of decided to go a different direction. Or right back, it seems he came on yesterday in like the eighty seventh minute. Uh, it does the rumors are starting to pick up that they're just not interested in buying him out this summer. And uh, I'd like to say I I would love to see him at the camp now. Uh, that would be fun. I would too, but I mean, it will. I mean, you would imagine right in it right back, right? Like you just throw him there. Oh, well, oh no, no. Like as far as like him coming here and fitting in, it's great. I mean, but I imagine they're gonna want some money for him. <laughs> oh sure. I mean, he's you know he's only the regarded as like the best right back in the world that can't seem to find a spot at. And, and the the irony is he probably would have been he probably would have been playing again at City. Uh, yeah. but he just got impatient and now he's in the same spot, which stinks for him. But uh I want to I do want to talk about the Champions League with you. Enough Barcelona talk. Yeah. Boring. Uh no. <laughs> uh PSG. I feel like you and I have continually talked about the the depressing nature of PSG. We tried to get hopeful about them earlier this season. Did you watch the match yesterday? I did. Yeah. Um that was sad. I mean I think I saw maybe, and here's the thing. There's there there's a lot of like online French criticism of Messi for some reason, even though Mbappe never came back to the ball either. At least Messi in the second half started to come deeper to yeah. get touches. That was one of and this has been a continual theme with PSG where it's just kind of like you watch them and you're just like, is this really the best? Like you just gonna hope that Mbappe catches the ball long and does something. And that's just still what they're doing all these years later. And it's just horrible to watch, especially against a team like Byron that just knew what they were going to do and shut them the crap down. Well, I think that's the thing like Byron is. And look, the thing is when you look at PSG too, I mean, I know there's, you know, new faces in their, in their starting 11 and whatever, but, um, and the, that's not even messy at this point. Cause I mean, he's, he's been there long enough. He's played enough with Mbappe and like, they actually, you know, do have, you know, kind of a rhythm together. They, you know, they play well together. I mean, at least when they're, you know, like when you watch the, uh, what was it? They played Marseille recently and they won 3 0. It was, you know, two Mbappe goals that were assisted by Messi and a Messi goal that was assisted by Mbappe. Like it was just, it, it, so the problem's not there. And then they have, you know, ever since Sergio Ramos has come into the lineup, like domestically, what is it? Like they haven't lost in, you know, who knows however many games. Like the, the, they are so much less than the sum of their parts consistently when, kind of in these moments like when when push comes to shove that i don't know like it's 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 difficult to figure out what to make of it and i i mean i i don't imagine that you know they're you know i mean are they i can't imagine that these guys are just getting self-conscious or you know just actively kind of gagging in the round of 16 of the champions league and i mean i realize like Bayern munich is not a uh you know in the round of 16 you hope to wind up getting like you know Club Bruges or ben, Benfica as your as your opponent, and not you know freaking Bayern, but who are probably the most informed best team in the world right now. Yeah, and the funny thing is, is like not that long ago they weren't. Yeah, so you'd probably have been stoked to get you know if you're PSG, you're probably pretty pumped to get Bayern. You know what was it like when they did the draw, whenever that was like you know mm -hmm. as if it, even a month ago I would have probably figured that PSG with you know Messi and Mbappe, everyone clicking, probably just has enough to get by. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know what the, I mean, look, it's something or another is clearly not working there. 
you know what I mean? Doesn't like, Mbappe the, have an option? Is it? Is it's next year, right? I think so. I think. Um, Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So he has I mean, four more months to take up the option to extend his contract for an extra yeah. year. So they essentially gave him it was one of those like NBA style contracts where they like it's like the like the the one in one contracts where like so he could leave was... this summer. Theoretically, I think so. Oh my gosh! Why would they okay. give him like? But Dude. they gave him like a quarter of a billion dollars to not right. <laughs> I guess, but like if you're him, he clearly loves. I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to argue he should leave because if he leaves, there's like one place he's going and I don't want him to go. I know that, that's what sucks. I just want, I want him to stay in Paris. Yeah. Just, so like, you like, know, stay in Paris, but as like a football fan, a watching him harder. just yeah. like watching him just kind of sit there and get to see, like he probably touched, I don't know what the stats are. It felt like he touched the ball in opportune chances, like maybe five times. And they weren't even. Well, I watched back the highlights today too, and um, it was like one of the like in like the BBC post game show. They were kind of talking about it, and they were showing like there was two like kind of two chances that were really the, the first one was like what less than two minutes into the game where he just goes just like a laser down the down the left wing, and then just but the the shot gets saved and the second time he would have had a a 1v1 but his first touch was just a little off and it kind of took him too close to the end line but otherwise it was you know i mean he he troubled the defense a little bit but like i mean they were on him i mean they were they were man marking they were almost like face guarding him you know yeah that was very impressive from byron uh Chelsea. My, my my hope is though that uh, Mbappe like and whatever I feel like I'm on one of these kicks so I think I'm just going to keep going to the NBA uh, comparisons I'm like I I so desperately just hope that uh, Kylian Mbappe just embraces the Damian Lillard thing of like you know the 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 glorious glorious failure at at PSG and you know not going to Real Madrid just seeing him on the French national team through the world cup this summer and then watching him on PSG is just, and it, like you said, there's a couple domestic matches where they look really good, but it's not the same. Mm -hmm. It just isn't. And I don't know. It would stink if he spent the next four years of his career there, but uh, yeah, enough on them. Chelsea. That's the other match I wanted to talk to you about. I, I don't care about Dortmund one way or the other, but it just felt like it it just felt dirty. You know, like Dortmund have been so good. And the way that yeah. Chelsea, Chelsea have been so bad, and now I just have to watch another like get another like European round of Graham Potter memes, uh, for the life of me, where Chelsea just either like can barely do anything despite having a ridiculous amount of talent. Are you happy Chelsea went through it, or does it make you sad? Um, probably more sad than happy. I mean, I think. Yeah, like at this point, I mean, I liked the, you know, when Dortmund was more, or at least to me, felt more like kind of the sort of this plucky team where, you know, sort of that in-between springboard, sort of the the little big club where kind of the the mega talents would go and, you know, whatever, they'd buy them for 30, 40 million and then sell them on for like 100 million. It felt like kind of they were this interesting kind of like big club that still somehow 
punching above its weight. It was like like a more fun Atletico de Madrid almost. Mm-hmm. And um, now, I mean, I guess I don't watch a lot of uh, Bundesliga, so I don't know. So it is. I'm not invested. What's that? It, it's probably the second. I mean, besides the Premier League, it's probably the second most entertaining league in the world. I, I know. And, it, and everyone tells me. So the thing is, like, I don't have the, the Bundesliga in any of the things that I stream here. So, I, and like, so... Uh, so that that's to my to my discredit. I, so, but um, I mean, in general, I I root for them over you know RB Leipzig and Bayern Munich and you know whatever. They they still seem like sort of the you know the the most palatable of the large German teams to me. But, yeah. Uh, I mean, the, the good thing is right if you are a fan of title races, right? Like them getting knocked out of the Champions League. They're now only yeah. in the DFB Pokal and uh, domestically, and they're tied with they're tied with Bayern right now at the top of the league. They play yeah. Bayern in a few weeks uh, in their Klassiker uh, at at Bayern. So that's going to be awesome. Um, yeah, we we only have a few minutes left, but I I'm just taking you all over the world right now. Uh, yeah, I want to talk to you about the NBA for a second because I feel like uh, did you see the Kevin Durant news? So. Not, not as not as such. So tell me, like, break it to me now. I was I've been sort of swamped with. Okay, Kevin Durant tripped, slipped, and twisted his ankle in warmups last night. And the reports are this morning that he might he's probably going to miss the rest of the regular season and potentially the start of the playoffs. What? Yeah. Oh my god! Next, last night was his no. home debut. Uh, you know, a few wow. a few games together, they had looked unbelievable. Because he played like three. He played three games, looked good. Like it, the oh my goodness! Yeah, the latest reports are that it's gonna cost him probably the rest of the regular season and uh, potentially a little bit into the playoffs. Wait, so he he slipped and rolled his ankle, and he's gonna miss like twenty odd games. Yeah, wow. I'm, I'm very and like they know of, that already. Oh, oh, yeah, I'm very squeamish of ankle injuries, but he, yeah, he went up for a layup and slipped on his way up. And it's just replaying over and over again. I watched it once. I don't want to see it again. Um, oh, God. I mean, I haven't, I haven't seen it. I will not be seeking it out. But my goodness, that's... so I bring that up to ask you: What is your yeah. dream Western and Eastern Conference Finals matchups? Um, Forget I'm, the seedings, so like the realism of the seedings. Just like, what do you want to see in the Western Conference Finals? Okay. So, and I'm going to put homerism aside. Like, I'm a Laker fan, of course. I would love for the Lakers to. to okay. Hey, look, they look like a team. No, they do. Lakers. They do. Yeah. You see Anthony Davis with 35 yeah. and 22. <laughs> like, does, um, so I'm going to say, okay, so putting homerism aside and kind of not playing the seedings out, I would love in the West, I would love Denver. And I mean, I would have, I'm going to say Denver and I would have said Phoenix if Durant didn't get hurt, but. Um, well, okay, just assume he'd be back by then. So I would like Phoenix. I would like Denver and Denver and Phoenix because I think the it it just it's it's interesting to me kind of the you know the the kind of Jokic against Durant as the sort of the the two tentpole superstars and um, yeah because as I go through I mean I struggle a little bit to come up with another uh, West team that like sort of really deeply intrigues me like there are good teams intrigues but... okay see that's where I, I 
I differ from you. There are like there are four teams specifically that I am. Well, I'd love to see kind of matchups. Obviously, like I'd love to see Warriors Grizzlies. Like that would be awesome. Whether or not, yeah, yeah. whether or not Gunslinger Jaws there or not, uh, I still yeah. want to see that. And then I would love to see like how like Dallas. We got to see Dallas Suns version two this year. That would be awesome. Yes. So I think yeah, like Dallas. The the reason I kind of. Um... I thought about saying Dallas, Denver in the They're in the not West Finals. There. I, I, no, I guess no, like no. okay, so most fun matchups. Denver will probably get there, but like I'm gonna be honest with you, I'm I'm not like staying up late to watch a Denver a, a Denver game. Like I just I don't I I get they're like probably the best team in the West, but see I I really like them. Do you and like watching them? Like okay. Well, I do. I mean, I look, I, I, I do nerd out on Jokic. I really enjoy just kind of like, and then when you look at his stats too, it's just like, it's hilarious. I think I saw something like, uh, I don't know. It's been something like 40 odd games or I'm going to butcher this stat, but it's been like a hilariously long amount of time that um, since he shot less than under 50% in a game. And then all the while he's averaging assists at like, magic johnson's career mark it's really stupid i mean mean, it really is and um and i i I do i love jamal murray um and then in the east um i mean i'm gonna go kind of chalky but um i just i want i want milwaukee boston again sure yeah i mean especially like a healthy milwaukee would be fun um because yeah i mean I, i i love i love Giannis. i want him to go back and just gonna hammer the celtics are you aware and this is a stupid trivia question of the (laughs) of the famous basketball i guess it's not famous but of the the other scoring record that was almost broken this week in american basketball i am not so this one is very under the radar so pete maravich is the all-time leading division one uh scoring champ he only played three yeah. seasons he averaged like 40 something points a game yeah it was like 44 points one year i think yeah so this week a guy from uh detroit mercy named antoine davis he was on his fifth year because the COVID oh. year was kind of shortened and he fell mm-hmm. three points short of oh. breaking the record in his final game um and yeah so he's now three points behind pistol pete at who is at 3667 points oh. And it's over. Like, yeah, they don't have any. Like, there's no more. There's no more games for him. I saw like some report they were like trying to get into a tournament so that he could potentially break it. But yeah, it seems like despite the uh, the fifth year, he wasn't able to get past Pistol Pete's ridiculous because that was kind of one of the staple records. Is they like, That's no brutal. one's ever going to break this because anyone who's good enough to break it doesn't stay long enough in college. Yeah, and, these days, uh, yeah, everyone just goes. It, it would have been a trivia record that no, like a trivia question, no one would have ever gotten again because no one would know who Antoine Davis is. But yeah, anyways, I just wanted to see if you knew it. Um, we're about to get kicked off. So what are you working on? So I'm actually working on um, you know, I think I told you and I sent I sent you the link. Uh last month I did a a piece for Defector on the Amazon documentary, the three-parter on Alexia Puteas, which unfortunately is still not uh available stateside, I believe. Okay. Uh, as, but um so but I'm working on something again for them. Um it should go up just before the uh, knockouts of the the women's champions league. It's on Barca Femini again, and I mean the the broad theme of it is just kind of the uh, looking at how the, the breaking down their season, but also acknowledging that this is actually when the competitive part of the season begins. 
like the everything up until this point has been sort of um you know, not not to minimize the great work that they've done, but it's when I and I, I have season tickets. I've been to every home game that they play. It feels more like you're going to the theater than you're going to um, like a competitive sporting event. It's just because like even when they play like there was one game that was slightly in peril for a little while. They they were down one nil in the second half against Real Sociedad. Yeah. And they won two one like that was legitimately the one game where I was like. You know, and they needed like an 85th minute winner. Um, but so what you're saying you know, is you, you've, you've been putting in the time and you're about to reap the rewards when they actually get to play good teams. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And so, I mean, they're, and so they're going to go back and, you know, the, there's a push to break the uh, attendance record yet again at Camp Nou on March 29th. So last time, last year, it was, they did it twice against Real Madrid and Wolfsburg. They got to 91,600 and change. And, presumably like we'll top 92,000 this year and you know, but um, yeah, I mean, so, I mean, but I think the, the big thing is just kind of setting up the, I guess really the, the meat of their season and, you know, and the fact that they're doing it without Alexia, I think is really remarkable. And I mean, they've been without Carolyn Graham Hansen for most of the season. I mean, they've actually been racked by injuries quite a bit and like they've barely, they've essentially like not missed a beat. Very impressive. All right, I'm going to put the yeah. link in there just for our non-US-based uh, yeah. listeners. And as always, Emil, it has been a pleasure. Likewise, the pleasure, the pleasure is all mine.